Hello, Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife Susan. Hi. We're happy to be with you and we're glad you're with us today. Praise the Lord. Thank mm -hmm. you for joining us. It is a beautiful day, Susan. It's April 2nd. Transition time. I was just outside and uh, it's oh, not quite warm, but uh, <laughs> it's getting there. Tomorrow we're supposed to be in the 70s, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh -huh. which is nice and uh, so spring is coming mm -hmm. and we're going to plant potatoes tomorrow no today <gasps> oh that's right it's good yeah. friday yeah today is good friday as we're recording this so we're just a couple days away from easter sunday mm -hmm. resurrection sunday and uh today we're going to be talking about the proof of the resurrection proof of the resurrection you and, know it's uh, always good to have proof you know, like, I have proof that I was born, and I have proof that I was married. I have proof that I had children, or that they have, they have proof that they were born. Amen. And I have, I have proof that I can drive a car. Yeah, and the, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a proven fact. Praise mm. God. So here we are on Good Friday. We always kind of have a mixed feeling about the name Good Friday because mm -hmm. we understand it. it is good that Jesus died for our sins. This morning I was saying it's sad Good Friday. Yeah. What a painful death he had to go through mm -hmm. for us and for the sins of the whole world. But we know the end of the story. We know that uh, yeah, it's not, a only happy. Did he, didn't, not only did he die and, and was buried and rose from the dead, but he rose from the dead, and, and he's alive today, and he's alive uh, in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So, um, well, why don't we begin with a word of prayer and ask the Lord's help today. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for each one that is watching or, or listening mm -hmm. uh, on YouTube or by the podcast, and we just thank you for your great love for each one of us, Lord. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to bring these words alive, Lord. We thank you the sword of the Spirit is active to, to bring change and to cut off things that don't belong there and, and to uh, cut off the access of the devil and give us power in our lives, Lord. And I just, I just thank you for a mighty anointing on this message and a great blessing upon everyone that is listening or watching. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to start out with this verse in uh, Acts chapter 3. Or, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 4, verse 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Witness. With great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Uh, a witness is a proof producer. You know, right now there's a, a a trial going on in our state, which is everybody in the world's kind of looking at, and uh, mm -hmm. the prosecution and and the de defense, no doubt, will bring forth witnesses. And the purpose of the witnesses to bring forth proof. So the early apostles gave proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, now I just want to. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, I can prove that Jesus changed my life. 
That's proof of the resurrection. <laughs> I mean, one day I was a sinner, and, and in an instant I yeah. was cleansed of my sins, and I went from sad to glad, Christ and it's lasted. That's proof of the resurrection. That's, that's proof. Definitely. You know, when I go through heart, I mean, when I go through trauma in my life, I mean, crisis, that's one thing that I can always turn to. That I know that I know that I know that Jesus Christ has forgiven me and made me new and I am his child. I know, I know for a fact. It's a reality. It's proof of the resurrection. Now, just to put this in context with the whole Bible, you know, sometimes we look at a verse or we look at a chapter and it's it's like um, <clears throat> trees in the middle of a forest. So we've got to back up a little bit and see what's this all about. And if we go back to the beginning, the Bible tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. And then he made man, he made Adam and Eve, he made the first man and he gave them dominion. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply and he blessed them. Now, when God made people, he didn't make us to be sick or uh, messed up in our minds or messed up emotionally or to hurt one another. He made us good. In fact, it says that he looked after that day, he, he looked and he said, it's very good. So he made us good. But then we know that the serpent, which is Satan, came into the garden, tempted Eve, Adam and Eve ate, ate the forbidden fruit of the garden. In other words, they disobeyed God, they sinned. Sin is disobedience. It's lawlessness. It's breaking the law. And so that began in the garden. And the Bible tells us that because of that sin that they did, sin passed on the whole human race and death by sin. So spiritual death came on all of us because of what happened way back when uh, in the garden. And that's the problem that all of us have. And, you know, sometimes people think, well, you know, God's so mean, he, he, he brings judgment on us and all these things. But actually, we already have the judgment. It's that God sent Jesus to forgive our sins. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then the next verse says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God in his love sent Jesus and he was the son of God. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He taught us many things. You can read about it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then he died on a cross as a substitution for our sins. And they put him in a grave and he was dead for three days. Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. And then on the third day it says God raised him from the dead praise the lord and uh, he gave he gave his disciples a commission to go into all the world uh, he was with them for a time and he gave them instruction and he told them you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be witnesses unto me in jerusalem judea samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth and so in acts chapter 2 we see that the holy spirit came upon uh, the early church and they spoke in tongues and they had gifts of the spirit and then Peter began to preach with power and uh, many people came to the Lord 
And then in the third chapter, Peter and John were going down to the temple and there was a lame man there at the gate, beautiful, who hadn't walked a day in his life. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the lame man that had never walked began to walk. And uh, the Bible tells us that 5,000 people came to the Lord as a result of that miracle. But then in this chapter 4, this brings us to chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, the Sadducees. Oh, they were sad, you see. You see, why were the Sadducees called the Sadducees? They were sad, you see. They didn't believe in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they were sad, you see. Well, anyway... <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. They were unhappy about the fact that the apostles were preaching the resurrection from the dead because everywhere they went, they were always preaching about Jesus is raised from the dead. And they were unhappy about that and they, they put them, they confined them overnight and then they brought them before the council and they says, why, why are you preaching in this name? Why are you preaching these things? And Peter was bold before them, you know, and he again told them that God raised Jesus from the dead. So they were afraid to really do anything to them, but they threatened them. They said, you know, stop preaching Jesus. And Peter said, well, you can judge for yourself whether we should listen to you or listen to God. God has told us to, to tell people about Jesus. It's always good to listen to God. Yeah, I mean, that's the choice, either listen to God or... Listen, Listen to the man. man. And uh, we all have that choice mm -hmm. today as well. And every preacher, when he gets in the pulpit on Sunday, has that choice also. Well, I, you know, I, I, my desire of my heart is for preachers to preach the Bible. Amen. Preach the Word of God. Preach Jesus. Amen. So as a result of this persecution, then they came back to the church and they began to, they shared what had happened and they began to pray. And I want to read uh, part of this prayer, uh, beginning in verse um, chapter 4, verse 29. And here they are, they're praying to the Lord. They said, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Or the King James says, through your holy child, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So sometimes we see people shake under the power of God, but here the whole building shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, we know in Acts 2, they, they had already been filled with the Spirit, but they were refilled. And that lets us know that we can continually be being filled with the Holy Spirit. But I like their prayer. You know, here they are, they're under persecution. They're being threatened. You know, they, they don't know really what's going to be the result if they keep preaching Jesus. But they didn't pray, Lord, help us to hide out from these terrible persecutors. Help us to learn to be quiet and to temper our message down a little bit so they'll, they'll be nice. No, he says, Lord, give us boldness to keep preaching your word and stretch forth your hand to heal in the name of your holy child, Jesus. You know, it's no different than, than today. 
You know, you always come across somebody that wants you to be quiet. Mm -hmm. There's quiet always down. someone that tells women to be quiet. And there's always a family member telling you to be quiet. You know, you have to use wisdom. Right. But uh, listen to God and, and He'll tell you what to say. Yeah, be submitted in your heart to God. Do what's right. Do what you can to get along with people, but Jesus is Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then in verse 32, it says, Now the multitude of those that believed were of one heart and one soul. I believe that unity in the church was a, a big part of the miracles that they saw. Neither did anyone say the things that he possessed with his own, but they had all things in common. And now back to verse 33 again. And with great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. So there was a power to witness the resurrection. Now, um, I want to talk just, just for a minute about why does it really matter? Why, why does the resurrection matter? Jesus, well, there wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be any gospel. I mean, there would be no point to it. Right. But just some specific things. There's many reasons why, why it's important. But first of all, let's just think about the resurrection demonstrates the reality of God and that he is involved and invades this material universe. You know, our God is a God of miracles. Miracles. This, this book is a book of miracles from the very beginning, the creation, all the mighty things that he did, how he gave Abraham and Sarah a child, you know, when he was a hundred and, and how uh, in, in Moses stretched forth his rod and the Red Sea was split. And, and a fire came down from heaven when, you know, when Elijah uh, prayed. And many, many miracles, even people raised from the dead. We see that throughout the scriptures. But when God raised Jesus from the dead, it lets us know, hey, I'm involved, I'm real. And a lot of people reject the resurrection just for that fact. They just believe that all we have is what we can see in the material universe. All the laws just keep operating. But God invades the material universe and does miracles. But the second reason is that the resurrection demonstrates and proves that Jesus is the Son of God. Because in the Old Testament, we see predictions of this resurrection. And in Jesus' ministry, you know, he, he let them know he was the Son of God. But he told them he would raise from the dead. Well, you know, if he hadn't risen from the dead, it would be kind of empty words, right? See, they, it would be hard to believe anything else. It would be, be dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. And he was dead, dead, dead. But God raised him from the dead. Amen. And he knew it would happen. And... Uh, in Romans chapter 1 verse 4 that said he's declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. So the resurrection demonstrates that Jesus is alive and he's the son of God. Uh, <clears throat> and then the third thing is about the resurrection is the resurrection, through the resurrection, we're justified. Made Roman, right. Yeah, made right. Justified means made right or made righteous. See, we're not righteous on our own. But through what God did, he made us righteous. He acquitted us of everything that we had ever done wrong. Pardon. It's a total pardon. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, Romans chapter 4 verse uh, 25 said that he was delivered up for our offenses, our offenses 
and raised again for our justification. It also tells us in 1 Timothy 3.16 that Jesus was justified by the Spirit. So when the Spirit raised Jesus from the dead, you see, he had taken all our sins upon himself. But when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was God saying, all is pardoned. I have accepted the sacrifice of Jesus. He's alive, and now you can have life. And that brings us to the final thing that's important about the resurrection is that his resurrection is our resurrection. We can be mm -hmm. partakers of his resurrection mm -hmm. life today. Mm -hmm. Amen. Every day. Every, every day. day. Every day, every day. Every day it's a new day. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we, we think it's like a groundhog day, you know, but God has given you this day for great things. Amen. And take this opportunity to seize every little molecule and every breath out of it, you know, yeah. just don't, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. you know, this is a new opportunity for you today. Right. So make use of it. And the thing I want to say now, you know, as we're thinking about that, it's not just about uh, positive thinking. Mm or a belief system, or something that's going to change you through the way that you think. We do need to change the way we think. Yeah. But it's it's power from heaven. Yeah. It's the power of the risen he, Christ he, he in us. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Praise God. You haven't God. preached for a while. Huh? You haven't preached for a while. I know. I, gotta, I, I, I need to preach. <laughs> Woe be to me if I preach not. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, one other thought on this, though, is that his resurrection is ours uh, after we die. We'll be risen from the dead. The Bible tells us that, um, you know, we've been changed. We're being made the children of God now, but it does not yet appear what we shall be. But when we see him, we shall be like him. So if we look at what Jesus was like when he when he was risen from the dead, see that that's different than any other anyone else that was raised from the dead. He was raised into newness of life, into a whole new realm of life. The other people that were raised from the dead was just temporary, then they died later. But Jesus was risen from the dead into eternal life. And now because of our identity with him, we have that resurrection life and then we shall be risen from the dead also in the same way. And that There's is, no fear of death. That's so awesome. And, and you see, it's through faith in these things that we're saved. It's through believing that he died for our sins and rose again that we're saved. So now getting back to our scripture, it, it says, with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. They gave proof of the resurrection of Jesus because they had power. The word there in the Greek is dunamis. And dynamite. It, it's right, it's the root of our word dynamite. Well, you know, dynamite can accomplish something. It's power, it's inherent power, it's strength, it's might. And one of the definition is, definitions is miracle working power and we see that in the lives of the early apostles and in the early church there was miracle working power 
And you see, God uses miracle working power to demonstrate that Jesus is alive. And I know in my own life that that's what that's one of the things that really drew me to the Lord is when we first went to a meeting of spirit-filled Christians, we saw a miracle. And the man actually who had invited me to the meeting was healed. He had a, a deformed uh, heart because of rheumatic fever as a child. He had a heart valve that wasn't working properly. And God healed him on the spot. And he began to scream in this meeting, Hallelujah! I'm healed! You know. And the next day I saw him after he had come back from the doctor and they said, you know, your blood pressure is restored to normal, which had been way off the charts low. And the heart murmur that you had is almost completely gone. And within That's a miracle. Within two or three weeks, the heart murmur was completely gone. It's a miracle, and it's a demonstration that Jesus is alive. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we see here in... In the fifth chapter of Acts, it says, Through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. So this miracle ministry uh, in Peter and, and Paul and others, uh, Philip in, in Acts chapter 8, demonstrated that Jesus is alive and drew many to the Lord. So we talk about the proof of the resurrection. We can, we can actually, you know see the historical fact of the resurrection you know it tells us in in first corinthians 15 that 500 brethren saw him alive that's that's quite a few witnesses and that's just the facts you know but also god demonstrates um the reality of this resurrection through miracles and healings you know i, I wasn't going to share this but it's just kind of coming to mind and and uh, maybe maybe you want to share this, maybe you don't, maybe we'll be cut this. But um, when we were young Christians, uh, the group that we were in, they used to have home births all the time. Uh -huh. And there was a, a lady there that they were delivering the baby and the baby was stillborn. Uh -huh. So can you tell us anything about that? It was dead, 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 and uh, you know we were all praying, and uh, for 20 minutes it was dead, 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 and it came alive. Praise God! And it was normal. Yeah, no problems, no brain damage. What were you doing during those 20 minutes? Did you say 20 or 22 minutes? It was 20 or 22 yeah. minutes. What were you doing during that time? Praying. Praying. Lord! <laughs> you know, I, uh, for me personally, because I was there, you know, um, I, you know, thought, you know, the only way could be God. You know, oh my, this is going to happen is God. And I just, I don't know if you, you're, you, you don't, you cannot do anything. Right. It has to be God. Positive thinking uh, will not uh, suffice. No. no, wishing and hoping don't work. You need God to intervene, and that see the resurrection demonstrates that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. No problem that you have is too great for the living God. 
And, you know, we've been privileged to see so many miracles, you know, and, and we're not miracle workers, but we know someone who is. And he works through us and he, he'll work through you. You know, he, he works through his church. He works through his people, you those know, who believe in him. With praying, you know, you pray, he does it. So you, you should pray and God, Father God will do it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and, and he's given us authority, you know, to use in his name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and we've seen, a, we've seen a lot of miracles in the United States and overseas. Some people think, well, God just works overseas. No, we've seen many, uh, many miracles here in the United States. Well, we see miracles in our own life. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's um, expect God to work in your life. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm still looking for miracles. I need miracles. Yeah, I still need some too. <laughs> you know, don't 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 give up. You yeah. know, don't give up. You know, or or you'll lose. Well, the thing is, he's the living God. We mm -hmm. have a living Savior. The Bible said he's he's still living to make intercession for us. So Jesus mm -hmm. is in heaven at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and I. And God sees you. He, you know, He recognizes you. He says, "Come before the throne of grace, that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." Help. Um, you know, we were in in India a few years. I guess you weren't you weren't on this trip, but um, I, I'm thinking of a time we were in a village, and and a lot of times in these villages, the people would be out in the fields working till late at night. You know, yeah. until oh, it got dark. So and they come in, they make something to eat. And so our meetings would start late, you know, late. maybe 9, 9.30 at night. And But we were preaching the gospel in this one village, and it was a kind of a mixed village of, of Hindu people and, and Muslim people. But uh, we preached the gospel and, and uh, led people in a prayer to receive Christ. And, and then we began to pray for the sick. And there was a girl there. And all of a sudden she says, God just healed me. You know, I couldn't understand what she was saying, but through the interpreter, we actually had two interpreters going there, one for the, the main language and then the tribal language. But anyway, she had a tumor. She's a young girl. She must have been maybe, I don't know, 17, 18 years old. And she had a tumor in her abdomen. And I'm sure she hadn't been to the doctor, didn't know what it was, but anyway, it was gone. Uh, as we were praying, it dissolved. So she's amazed. She's saying, you know, I did, Jesus just healed me. And there's the mayor of the town there. Who was not a Christian. Who was not a Christian. He says, "I yeah, she had the tumor. He knew. He's testifying. That, as a witness. Right. And uh, she was healed. The tumor dissolved, praise God, because Jesus is alive. It's proof of the resurrection. And, uh, you know, a few months ago, I asked our our partner that we work with over there in India to check up on her, and she still healed. No, no trace of that tumor. Praise God, because Jesus is alive, folks. Hallelujah. So, Hallelujah. There's lots of proof of the resurrection. It's in here, it's in here, and we actually see it out there. I'm going to put a link up above here that you can click and see some of the healing testimonies. Uh, that we have on YouTube 
and just enjoy those. In fact, the one I just gave you is, is on there, I believe. So enjoy that. But let's look at one more scripture before we close. Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what do we need to believe? Well, we need to believe that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead. You see, we believe in a living Savior. And then what do we do? We confess with our mouth that Jesus is our Lord. Amen. We make a decision to let him be the Lord of our lives. That's what allows this resurrection power to come in, is that decision from the heart to make Jesus Lord of your life and to believe the message of his resurrection. So if you never prayed that before, just open your heart right now and pray a prayer like this. Say, Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. I believe he died for me. And I believe he rose again. And I say with, from my mouth, Jesus is my Lord. I will follow Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Making me your child. Making me your child. And bringing your resurrection life to me. And bringing your resurrection life to me. In Jesus' name. Happy resurrection. Amen. God bless you folks. Be blessed with the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Good News for Everyone from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I want to invite you to visit our website at www.shanklinministries.org. You will find many encouraging articles and videos and podcasts. There's news about our worldwide outreach and also ways you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you.